So, um, Pete is here on a grant from Winston Churchill Fund, or tell us exactly what that is. Uh, In 1964, I think uh, Winston Churchill had died, and the British people had donated funds, and uh, they had two and a half million pounds. And towards the end of his life, he, he, he wanted to, really concerned about world peace and um, about how people need to culturally mix and work together and so his 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 trust took upon themselves to create um, a traveling fellowship for anybody with a trade or a craft or it could be a doctor it could be a psychologist um, craftsman did it to travel the world to learn more about other cultures other people and to share their knowledge and to gain knowledge and bring it back to the UK because I mean we I talked to uh, Nora about this. As a colonialising power, we did a lot of damage throughout the world, and I think that towards the end of his life, Winston Churchill was aware of this and wanted to find some sort of redress and thought that putting to pe- people together would help them. So I applied for the grant to uh, to, to come and uh, was awarded it. Uh, there are ten in my category. I'm one of ten uh, craftsmen, and my project is to look at best practice in ukulele building in... Um, the USA and particularly Hawaii, so I came to one of the best places. Awesome, um, best practice. So that that's like a, I mean that's like fifty years later. There's still funding from that, or does it regenerate through the government? Or well, something? if you no, no, the government's not involved at all. Although uh-huh. the Queen is the uh, patron, so not Prince Charles, folks, or the other one, um, but uh, the Queen is the patron of this trust. Um, so it's a pr- prestigious thing. I'm a fellow which means that I will be that for the rest of my life. Um, it's funded initially, that two and a half um, million is the equivalent of 42 million pounds, which is about $60 million in today's money. So that could be put into a trust, but there's also sponsoring um, uh, uh, organizations. So I think the British Heritage Trust uh, puts money into to my category. Um, there's no education category th- this year, so whoever was funding that is, is not funding the education category, I think, and that goes somewhere else. So it is out externally funded, but not by government, by interested individuals and philanthropists. One of the reasons I've come to Hawaii, uh, and specifically because, I mean, I got my break 22 years with Collier Thielen at Music Exchange, saw me in Texas, asked me to build ukulele, I said I didn't know how to. Three months later, we met again. Mm. I measured up a kamaka. And uh, from there on, I built probably about 200 six and eight string instruments for him. Um, oh, yeah, with, with for Music Exchange. For music uh, Exchange over in Bihaina. His uh, daughters are running those stores That's now? correct, yeah. Ah. And um, the extraordinary thing was that I had, I've never been to these islands. I have never been here. And I've First never, time. I've well, never, welcome to Hawaii. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Somebody <coughs> <from Mary. laughs> And, apart, and I know that Bob Pratt from uh, Southern Ukulele Store in the UK came last week to visit you guys. Um, but apart from that, I had never seen the other brands of, of, of builders. I never didn't know what anybody else was doing. And one of the things that I wanted to be able to do is I wanted to be able to, to set my instrument against the other premier builders, the, the people who you sell and demonstrate and that. And I wanted you guys to be able to say, this stands with them. Yeah. And and that is important. It does. For, that, that's important for anybody. You need to know where you are, 
so that you can either improve or maintain your standard. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and although I knew they were good, I didn't know if they were that good. And that is a really important thing for a builder. The thing that motivates people is their feeling inside whether they're successful or yeah. not. That's nice. I I think like um, <coughs> you just you just uh, took the Winston Churchill fund up on their uh, free vacation offer. I think you already knew you were good. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. In the interview, and the interview process is really cool. You you do an online application, and you have to really remember what that application is because there there's somebody sat in the corner and five people in a room as you're being live interviewed, ticking off the boxes to see if you actually know exactly what you're going to do. So they're, they're actually buying you. So I'm sitting there and, uh, and at one point I said, well, you know about 2004, the UK Law of Great Britain place smells like teen spirit on Jules Holland's Hoot Nanny, and everything changed. The whole thing changed along with yeah. Jake doing his weeps and people saw the ukulele not as a toy anymore, but as a, as a means of communicating. And the guy sat in front of me, he had more commission, public commissions of his glass sculptures than you can sort of shake a stick at, said, uh, yeah, I know, I was at that gig. So oh. I thought, yes. And then um, they come to the end of the interview and they said, and are you going to visit Hawaii? And I kind of hang there, you know, somebody's got to. <laughs> yeah. And they all smiled. I said, yeah, it does look a bit like a holiday. And they smiled a bit more. And I thought, I've blown it. I've done the Pete Howlett thing, running my mouth, and I've, I've just I've just blown it. But um, they like the project. And on the day that I got the application, I sat in my workshop and I wept. Because at that point, I was recognised by an external body, and I'd never been recognised before. And I'd, I'd done gigs and got the applause, and, you know, I've had the Chieftains play to see me play, and that's another story. But, you know... To, 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 to for somebody to actually get that is just incredible you know well, it's such a privilege that's um, that's that's awesome and congratulations well, and you deserve it because you're you know building ukuleles uh where you know they aren't necessarily else. yeah where nobody else is you know there's some people building in in the uk now but i mean you were doing this I remember when I was building with Colau and like you were one of the only other people as far as individual builders that I knew about at the time and I had heard about you but um, the internet wasn't what it is nowadays you know so it was uh, it, it's, I'm just now getting to know you too. Well the and, amazing uh, thing is that Collier Thielen believed in me. He really believed in me. Like the first two instruments I sent him the bridges fell off. I forgot to put a bridge plate in, and I, I, I thought, he, he, I phoned him up and said, how are they? said, well, bridges came off. Laugh. Because yeah. you know he grew up, in, he, he had his formative years in the UK, so he got a real British sense of humour. I think he's got a British wife as well, or something. And uh, and uh, I said, uh, I said, well, that's it then. He said, no. He said, um, I know what you're doing, and I know that you can do this for me. Phone Bob Gleason. Ah. So I phoned Bob, and there were me- that was one of many phone calls to Bob. And uh, Bob... Bob and Collier are the two people that kicked me into this business mm. and gave me the confidence to carry on. Um, but funnily enough, and for I hope Bob listens to this because he said when uh, I doubt he will. He said when. <laughs> it, all right, I can say it then, can't I? <laughs> I've already said. Listen to it, Bob. You know. To, um, well, Bob said, "We'll see how long this guy lasts." And that sounds kind of sinister. It, it is because about two years ago, one of my instruments came into his workshop for a neck reset, 
and uh, I think I'd heard this from Chuck Moore and um, you know and Bob was not full of nothing but warm praise for my work and oh, I thought nice. you know that is well you know I've, I've got Steve Evans of uh, Beltona Instruments asked me to make him a um, soprano ukulele so he could take it back to New Zealand to replace this instrument he had as a school child David Talsma owns one of my instruments um, you know so I've got I've got I've He's got the recognition of peers. Talsma. Yeah, Talsma is a phenomenal builder. He's a reproduction builder, and the work is incredible. It's because he's a graphic artist, you know, he's got that attention to detail. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I. You expect him to blow my own trumpet, and I'm in America, so I can do it. So, I mean, <laughs> the, 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 these guys. It's kind of what these things are, you know, yeah, don't worry about it. The, these, these guys had previously validated what I did, but yesterday, yesterday was just tremendous with Aaron and, and, and Corey and Brian and Raitia. We're going to get them to um, give a little sound sample uh, for the listeners Please on do. the instrument that you brought to but why don't you grab it out there and go over some of the features on this particular one and talk to us about um, well, you, you know this style versus your other styles and all that kind of okay. stuff. This is um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to come here and show you guys that I can build. <laughs> okay, um, and this in, this instrument is, is named because I have a, a Facebook page de devoted to her. Her name is Bling Bling, and you can see why. You know, it's, it's 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 that typical thing that when somebody phones you up and they're a DBL, doctor, banker, or lawyer, they're going to want they're going to want the pearl border, they're going to want the pearl rosette, they're going to want the slotted headstock and all that stuff. So I thought the best thing for me to do is not to bring one of my Californian tenors, which I promised I would, but you're going to get one. Um, uh, but I'd, I'd, I'd bring something that, which is a real, it's the development collier from where I started from, because four string tenors I never made. He wanted eight and six string. So this instrument is uh, the koa I've got from Bob Gleason. It's a compression curl, um, really beautiful piece, very, very hard to work and bend because I hand bend the sides. I don't use a, a, a mechanical bender. Um, so it's book matched. Um, but the unusual thing about this is it has a shallow mm. body. Now, the reason for that is that many of my clients in the UK are women, ladies. And a woman needs a shallow body to play the instrument more comfortably. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll, I'll try this, I'll experiment. I'll take uh, 10 millimeters or 3 eighths of an inch off the depth of the body and see if it affects the sound. It had no effect had absolutely no effect and all oh, you know Carla do a, uh, an instrument which is what how thin is that no, about an inch yeah and I've seen one down there is that going is that a chambered uh, electric down in the workshop or is it a is it a thin body uh, well Noah's actually been building at various depths with his CS model I don't okay. know what you saw down there but yeah, um, it was just something in the mold and I thought that's oh that's yeah 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 well yeah he's been doing some slimmer I think you know he takes about an inch off of yeah. what you know the, the normal depth is and it's not it's not like super slim like the electric but it's kind of like this and I think I think it makes a difference I just don't think it takes volume away you know no. but no. there's something uh, different like maybe sometimes like I, like in his I, I think um, you get a little bit more articulation in the attack you know just a touch yeah, and that's what uh, brian said you know brian brian made that real comment about using right. the word articulation and so the, you know there's a slotted headstock and uh this is inlay work from my assistant uh tommy who's still learning how to do it so that mitre is not quite right 
Um, Aaron Oya, I don't know if you're going to hook up with him while oh, you're you'll here. You'll see him tomorrow. Okay, cool. You'll see him tomorrow. He um, he does his are. What do you guys think? They're about at that depth, right? Some They're of his thin bodies, or even a touch thinner, maybe. Even. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a conversation with him about that. Martin Simpson said, "What I want from an instrument is one that doesn't need to be played." And what he meant is that if you <laughs> if you have to dig into the instrument and try and find what's there you'll spend so much time in your technique you cannot let the instrument actually play what you want it to play so what he's looking for in an instrument is that when he plays it and you watch him the actual technique is phenomenal he is totally even across the strings so he's got to have a, a guitar that's totally responsive so that he can make that delicate passage across the strings make things work right so anyway, Corey have you heard him Martin Simpson yeah you should he lived out in California and then Louisiana you know so he's he's lived in America Um, great guy really really nice guy and the good thing is he's as tall as me so I don't have to look up to him (laughs) he plays Um, some really wicked Celtic bluegrass that's right up your alley Corey yeah and to see Corey a day he'll figure it out his his bottleneck that he plays with slide that he plays with cost him $500 it's made from solid titanium oh really wow I mean it's like you've got a weird weightlifter to sort of use (laughs) that thing Um, so yeah we have a slotted headstock with Rubiner tuners um, and you guys really ought to 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 get into Rubiner and they they will bespoke the tuners for you it's like build a bear you go onto their website if you've got someone who can speak German you'll need that um, but you, you know, you can have these done any way you want, and and I like these because they are narrow. It's a narrow plate, it's based on a mandolin plate, so it means the headstock doesn't have to be that thick. Um, we put an ebony fingerboard on. We got a pickup in. It's a shadow passive pickup, and uh, we've got. Um, I'll make a confession. Everybody's asked me about the binding. We use plastic binding. I don't like wood binding. I think plastic binding is, uh, if it's good enough for Martin, it's good enough for me. So. It's hard without a bending machine to do. I mean, it's just that much more bending to do with a, without yeah, a Yeah, the other thing machine. is it's inconsistent. Ebony is, is, is an inconsistent wood. You have to really spend top dollar and to sort through a whole stack of uh, fingerboards to get some ebony binding from the Kaleli. Um But yeah, I mean, I'm not no player, but yeah. This is unbelievable. Normally you'd expect at least one string to have a strong voice, but it's just... Good balance. What strings balance. did you use there? We used Worth strings, uh, Worth, uh, the hard ones. CT. Clears, I don't know. I CH? I don't know, Tommy. Tommy, oh. Tommy, Tommy makes a specification on them, so I have no idea. But And the idea for the instrument was to just to show, you know, it's hand-carved neck. Um, one of the guys from uh, Ukulele Underground were, was at the festival that I'd go to the... the British Ukulele Festival, and he said, uh, have you seen Seed This? And I thought that was probably about the best compliment I could ever have. Um, but What was it? Have you seen what? Have you seen Seed It? Have you oh, cut CNC, it on a CNC, yeah. it on a CNC machine? The thing. neck? Yeah, it's hand-carved. Oh. Um, what, what happens in my workshop is because I have Parkinson's, and uh, the right side of my body is losing its strength, you'll notice that as I walk, I kind of drag the the right side of my body around my hand doesn't swing so yeah I saw that recently yeah. I, I went on to learn a little bit more about you for this and um tell us how how that came about I mean 
Well, did you notice the symptoms and then go in, or did I you just happen to just... nitrocellulose lacquer, inhaling uh, ebony dust? I don't know what caused it. <laughs> oh, right. Um, but, but Why, is it an environmental well, they don't uh, know. toxic Park kind of no, thing? No, no, they, they really don't know. Parkinson's can be caused by anything. Um, mine, and it's symptomatic for all Parkinson's sufferers, is the middle part of your brain dies. And that part of your brain produces dopamine. And dopamine works with uh, adrenaline and all sorts of other things to make your muscles work. So, um, getting up in the morning is a real difficulty. Oh man! If I didn't have dopamine, I wouldn't get up in the morning. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even no, the word, you know, dopamine. No, but right, <laughs> don't don't a lot of uh, medicines uh, bring up your dopamine levels? Yeah, it's it's, it's one of the things which is critical um, about it. So. So is there stuff that, that helps you? Yeah, you, have, you have this artificial dopamine, but the problem with that is that it, it's like having a kind of um, uh, a crystal meth hit. You know, it's, it's mm. instant and then you crash. So I have to take two tablets. One stops the brain eating up, eating up this, this artificial dopamine and slows it down. The real problem is, excuse me, <coughs> about three o'clock in the afternoon, my brain is empty. Hmm. That's, that's me too. No, no, no. But you're <laughs> I, I'm probably, sorry. You're, I you're probably articulate, yeah. I'm, but I'm inarticulate. I, I, I sometimes cannot express myself. Um, and at five o'clock, I kind of recover. So I have this period of the day which I wear don't work. I, I start really early in the morning. And it, I, how, how long has it been going on? I'm diagnosed um, in 2015, six days before my birthday, 60th birthday. But about two years ago, I, 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 I used to play this piece if I can do it. Now this piece I used to play in the back of my finger and I suddenly realized I actually can't feel the strings. I don't know where the strings are. Hmm. And I thought it was because I have a prolapsed disc in my neck. I thought that that's, that's where that's come from. So my, uh, my osteopath kept saying, go to see the doctor. Now my doctor's a guitarist. So when I went in for a consultation, we'd be talking about guitars. He said, oh, by the way, what's, what's wrong with the So Can you give me some painkillers? Oh, yeah, no problem. You know, and he said, yeah, no, you haven't got, there's nothing wrong with you. That's not Parkinson's. You don't have the typical symptoms. But my, um, my osteopath insisted, said, in, get, get diagnosed. Now, unlike the, the America, I, I can't buy that because that would be, like you know, it's expensive. So I go on the NHS waiting list. And 26 weeks later, I get to see a guy. So by that time, my conditions have started to to, to, to present themselves. And um, the test is this. I can do that, no problem. But I can't. Oh. I can't do it there. Okay. So what was happening was, I used to be, say it dear. Great. I used to be a great guitarist, but now You're good. I'm just good. <laughs> and I realized at that point something was really, really wrong because I couldn't demonstrate the piece I used to demonstrate all my instruments with. I couldn't, um, I can't play like Corey, you know, he's got this real beautiful. Um, it's humbling, right? Well, welcome to my world. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think the thing is that this is like when you have an accident, and I've, I've had one of those, I've got a thumb that's three millimeters shorter than the other one, you see the trauma, you go into shock, and you get over it. This trauma is something that happens for the rest of your life. So you're in a constant state of anticipating shock. They are doing like research towards, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, something that's 
Thank you, Michael J. Fox. It takes a yeah. it takes an actor for for somebody to sort and to put money into it for something to happen. But there's Parkinson's UK too, which has been kind of discovering new things about yeah. both Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, yeah. which are at least promising. I mean, yeah, I, this know, is hey, you guys. I know you have to live yeah, with yeah, this. I, and I've got to live with yeah. it. I don't need your sympathy. And, and, no, no, you know, I, and I, I get that. All those sort of things. And the one thing is, I I have I have a fundamental belief in God. I. I'm positive about this. My wife and I laugh about the times when I fall over and, you know, <laughs> I'm just creaking around. And, and, and unless you laugh in the face of it and say, you're not going to beat me, it will beat you down. And sometimes, I, you know, I can remember probably about three months ago, I, I sat in my study and I was in tears. And I don't know talking about this stuff. I was in tears because I could not play this one piece of music. And it was Martin Simpson that actually changed that. Because I noticed he was using a thumb pick, and I thought, I wonder if mm. I, if I used a thumb pick, would that change it? And it did. Um, and the other thing I realised, of course, is when you're a great guitarist, you just pick up the guitar, play it, and you can leave it a few days. You pick up the guitar and play it. You don't need to practice. I actually need to practice now, which is a real bummer because my wife has to get to hear that stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which you don't like, do you, dear? Well, you know, you know, you're really trying to build. That's the first time you've told a lie. So. He's he's at seven hundred. Well, I think I'm at seven hundred and ninety-six, and uh, the goal, of course, is to build a thousand ukulele. Um, I have to say this: I have the most incredible assistant, and uh, I love him. He's like a son to me. Um, he's a facsimile of me in the workshop. He's like a gazelle. He's he's, he's just bouncing around the workshop doing stuff, and and, and you know, I, I'm I'm there s trying to sort of sand out a finger when I'm going shh shh. He's there going, shh, 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 on there fretting, donk, 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 he's click, click, donk, donk, click, click, donk, donk. You know, he's, he's like working on speed. What's his name? Let's give him a Tom shout Tom Segan-Speck. Uh, Tom has his own website. Um, let me just tell you about Tom. He's done a four-year course in a technical college in Germany, uh, a proper luthier course. He's got a certificate the size of that wall with uh, the name of his university, which is about that long, and, and his, his qualification, which is about that long, which is a teaching qualification. And his assessors, who are looking at violin makers, guitar makers, cello makers, bass makers, real classical instrument makers said that was the finest piece of work. His harp ukulele was the finest piece of work they had seen in five years. Are you still making harp ukuleles? I thought that was like years back. No. We had gotten some of the Nui Nui's that you had designed for them. I think three, three came through, maybe four at the most, but they were cool. I mean, challenging, but... I still get asked them, but I, I mean, those. I used to make harp yeah. guitars. You see, I mean, that was right. that was uh, that was one of my things. Man, when people can do it, it's beautiful. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing about Tommy is he said, you know, it didn't sound very good. It sounded great to me. You know, so there was a guy who kind of thought I've got oh, to improve. That's cool. I like people like that. You see a lot of potential in them because if they're not satisfied, they're gonna yeah. just keep well, pushing Tom, to Tom, get better. Tommy said something really interesting. He said, if I won the lottery, I'd still come in and make ukuleles for you. We have the same passion. We, we, we're almost like in sync with everything. We, we believe the same things. We talk about the same things. Um, and yet, he's a guy who plays the bagpipes. He, he's, he's an in-demand bagpipe player in Germany. Um, he would be driving down the country, peeping his horn at the sheep. You know, So he's a kid at one moment, and then he's a complete adult, fully formed builder, master craftsman the next. Um, he's done all the finishing setup here. So I present him with an instrument, which is the body is built. I, I, I you let him wear a kilt to work? Well, I wish he would. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep it really warm in my workshop, you know. But, I mean, no, he's... he's, he's Honestly, Andrew, he, he's 
he sounds like he's the future you know he's, he, he's he coming is, up he is he is the future and the thing is that he is a worthy person to take my crown and, and i'm going to put that aside and that's not going to be excellent well there'll be about two years time i think i'll have stopped making so it. yeah i mean you know you're uh, you're this disability is definitely going to cut short what you know you had planned to do but you you have been teaching courses for years now and you could continue to do that, right? That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, there you and go. That's the reason I'm on Pass this on the gift. I want to, to, to find out what other teachers are doing. I had a fabulous interview with your father and uh, Noah this afternoon. Mm. And they probably don't think that, that I've got what I want, but I got exactly what I wanted from that. Um, the understanding that in order to be a maker, in order to transfer something, you have to challenge the person who you're transferring. You can't just simply say, okay, you can sand bodies for a year. That isn't training somebody. That that that's you can pull somebody off the street. I've got Saturday Boy that does that. Um, but you know, this nurturing, this idea of, of of taking somebody and saying, okay, I can see your potential. Now let's find out if we can develop that. And it's the same as a musician. You know, you see some musician. I'm talking to Ray here, and um, it's very interesting how she came to what she d does. And I've got no idea what she's singing about when she's singing in that Hawaiian, but. The emotion that it f makes me feel mm -hmm. is phenomenal, and I, I think about that every time somebody plays one of my instruments. I feel that same emotion. I'm thinking, that is speaking, and Tommy can actually do that. I don't think, and you'll forgive me, Tommy, because you know I said this. I don't think you're quite there with your instruments yet, um, because that takes a long time to get to that point. I think it does take a long time to get to this point, um, and uh, he's young. He is young. But there's something about a maker who's a good maker that you cannot define, you cannot train, you cannot measure, like the gift of music. It comes from somewhere else. I would call that God, you might want to call it something else. But I think we have gifts that we come to this world with. Music is one of them that some people are really gifted with. And being able to make is another gift. And being able to make something well and beautiful that speaks is a greater gift. Is he from Wales too? He is from Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I heard that. Tom and so tell me, like, when the whole Brexit thing goes down in a couple of years, is is like people like him going to have to leave? We will have adopted him by then. He'll be Tom Howlett. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I said to him, "Tell your mum we're going to adopt you." And I, when he came back after Christmas, I said, uh, "Did you tell your mum we're going to adopt you?" He said, "Well, she didn't say no." Ah. <laughs> He's a sweet guy. What, uh, you, does that work? You think you have to be under a certain age? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, he, That's kind of a bummer, though. Yeah. I mean, certain relationships like that would be well, harder? Or, I don't know. Tommy is um, mature enough to know exactly how things are going to go. Um, bearing in mind the, the uh, referendum is only a suggestion by the British people to the government. Uh, things may change. Really? Yes. I thought it was like about two years and it was going to... No, you, 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 we need to watch and see what's going to happen. Yeah. I think uh, it's not going to affect me. Um, in fact, it's done good for me because I quote all of my prices in pounds sterling. So um, anybody wants to buy an instrument, uh, the dollar is, I think, trading at one thirty-one, and it was trading at one sixty. So you're going to, you know, make a substantial saving buying one of my instruments. I mean, I had friends that were were hap uh, over there that are that were thought thought it was good, and friends that thought it was like <laughs> the, the worst, worst thing ever. ever yeah. You know, and I mean, I think it depends on where you're coming from with it, you know, but I'm, sh I'm sure you guys will find your way. Well, I think there are better things than Donald Trump, you know. 
Well, yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you think about it, you know, you, you, take, you take a look at our political system. This is political systems, you know, and in politics. I stay away from it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I think that one of the greatest things is this crosses barriers. Yeah, it does. <coughs> when I used to gig out and play, I used to be a blues player. You'd be playing in a pub and people get restless. I'd say to my daughter, who used to be my singer, get the ukulele out. And I did this in the States and I did it in the UK. The response is exactly the same. Everybody goes, big smile on their face and they're waiting for something magical to happen. Right. And it does. Because there's always going to be flaws and problems and things to complain about in politics and, you know, problems in the world. To, you know, I mean, those, ha those are real things. But um, this something like this is, is needed to alleviate some of the stresses that you know, those things can lead you towards. It comes yeah. a wild beast, doesn't so it? So with that said, let's let's put it in Corey's hands first and then we'll get a, uh, Aaron to give us an, uh, another player's perspective. You're going to make me follow this guy? Oh my, God. my wife says when somebody comes to a workshop to pick up their instrument in the occasions that they do, it's like you've got to pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> samples before <laughs> but it's not like real I think he's done a few of them yeah just pretend we're doing a sound sample buddy that up or what, what was that i don't know some something 
I hate you. <laughs> so what are what are some qualities in that that you that you can really describe good for sustain, us? sustain. Um, for like I was saying yesterday, for cool wood, it's has a nice warm tone, and it's not too bright, too like I know some instruments, especially with um, fluorocarbon strings, can sound a little harsh, but I mean this is this is really good balance. Has a really nice ring to it. And the neck is really easy, it's fast. Mm. I don't have any like any issue playing chords or what's, any kind what's of your nut width there, Pete? It's um thirty-six millimeters with oh, string space in the tone. The interesting thing that Corey said yesterday he said it sounds like a piano. Yeah, it has like that mm. really long sustain and this what do you call that piano tone, like that tonal quality to it. When you do individual like notes and stuff. Like there, I don't have to try to play it like how you were saying, mm. you know, earlier about how, what an instrument should be. You don't have to play it. Like yeah. you don't have to force. You shouldn't have to fight play. with it in order to try and pull that sound out. You know, some instruments can be nice and looking, but they're clunky. And they're, so somehow they're, they're constipated. You know, <laughs> you, you, you need to give them an enema. You know, to try and suck these <laughs> But I mean, everything about it, I like. I mean, it looks. It's beautiful. So you're doing a traditional, th like three fan brace, or what, what's the bracing on that? Two fan bracing on Two that fan. with the lower V. Mm. So it's a little bit like a classical guitar. And what is that? The Ramirez kind of thing yeah, at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, Ramirez oh. Torres style. And then we put oh, underneath. Un there's a really fat brace underneath the fingerboard, so there's not a thin brace there. And there's a really uh, kind of tall brace south of the uh, uh, sound hole and then around the sound hole there's quite a thick uh, plate mm -hmm. uh, about 1.5 millimeters there that's, you, you, we blended that in it looks like the top is thicker than it really is the top's about 1.7 millimeters um, there's, there's no graduating in the top at all but I do that kind of flex thing to see if it's flexing mm. uh, rather than do a sound test and then we, we test to see what pitch the actual um, sound box is at they're normally round about F sharp, mm. um, and I think radius. Yeah, we've radius the front, mm. and that's quite a radical radius. It's twenty-two foot. Mm. That uh, that allows you to have it lighter. Yeah, have it lighter. Put tension stable. into the front. Yeah. Um, to, you know, to, to, to give it. What I think of it is, is if you put tension in the front, so you, you you make that that surface curved, and you make all your braces curved, so that you're not pressing a flat brace into a curved form. You put tension into the instrument, so it's like it's already in the starting blocks, ready to go. And the sound is already waiting to sort of get out there. And so when you actually play that, you've got this immediate attack. But also with that, with that balanced soundboard and quite a thick back, because you'll notice there's also a very thick brace in the back. There's not too thin braces. The, the that lower brace in the back is quite thick. That's a 12 foot radius with a thick back. You've got an instrument which is waiting to actually just just get out there. And, and I think that's what you get 
and then with the sustain you know it's stopping although you can feel that vibrating it's stopping more vibrations getting to the to the back and it's oh, okay. making the front work a little bit harder was that a, um an evolution over the last uh, 20 years that slowly came to this how long have you been doing this design um i've always known about tension in the front since college days i, I did a uh, a teacher training course so you weren't doing flat tops from the beginning at all no 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 oh, that's uh, cool and uh, we had a guy there who said you've got to put tension into a musical instrument that's going to be vibrate it's got to have tension in it he was a saxophone player mm. um, and I did it from day one when I built my first guitars and uh, when I built my Weiss and Bourne's everything you know they've all had the uh, and it's always been a radical curve you're going to see Chuck uh, maybe next week or something like that he's got even more of a radius Really? Uh, even I, I, I don't think Chuck's going to let me in his workshop. I think we're, we're meeting at a food court or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chuck and I have a sort of, we, we've got a good relationship, but uh, it can be a bit testy at times because we, we do argue over certain things. You know. Uh, He's really easy to get along with. That's surprising. No, I'm not, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? No, you're, uh, yeah. I, I, argue I, I, about I stuff. Chuck. Yeah, we do. Um, we do have different opinions. and. Uh, well, I mean, that's not a problem as long as you don't think he should have your opinion. No, no, I don't. And yeah. uh, I, I think what he does is incredible. His, his, his scriptural yeah. work is just to, to die for. He's, he's extremely clever. Um, he's, he's, you sound really good, too, though. Yeah. I don't know if you've played them. No, no, I haven't experienced them. Ah, I should have brought mine. But, yeah, yeah they're, they're great, you yeah. know. I mean, you should definitely uh, go see him and check him out. Yeah, I'm going to see Chuck and see Bob. Um I'm going to see. I can't remember who else I'm going to see, but principally, I've got to. I've got to get to see Collier. I've been difficult to trying to sort of. I got in touch with his, his, his daughter, but I can't remember what her name is. And Collier doesn't have email. And Gosh, it's been years since I talked yeah, to her. So too. I've got to find out the name. Then I can call by the shop and say hi. I, I spoke to you. Well, there's two, two of them, I think. On the. Oh really? Yeah. Has he still got the shop in Volcano? Gosh, I, I don't know. It's 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 been a few years. You know, I used to have to phone him up at four o'clock in but the morning. Oh, yeah, the time difference is crazy. Yeah, and that was because his shop was so busy all the time. He, he could never get off the phone and, and stuff. Wow, um, big island, yeah. too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, nothing I mean, to do but play music over there. <laughs> well, I've not Go been there, but told it's a bit rural. But that should be okay. It's beautiful. What yeah. else is rural? You know, it's, it's okay. Yeah, I saw some pictures of... Um, you know, like your logo there, that's like yeah. one of the peaks in Snowdonia, yeah, right? Yeah, but you've got them around here, man. Well, yeah, no, 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 but I, it's beautiful over there. It well, looks like Game of Thrones or like Lord of the Rings. or like yeah, those I, kind I of think, Have you seen that uh, Clash of the Titans? It's even called Snowdonia, you know? Yeah, Snowdonia. have you seen it's the like, Clash of the Titans? That was filmed in a slate quarry close to us. You, you could tell that they're all walking up this. It's obviously been raining because all the slate is black. Yeah, and it's, it's the most incredible landscape. I said, "That looks like that that, that slate quarry just down the road." And then when I looked at the credits, it was. <laughs> yeah, it is really cinematic looking, like pretty it, it, dramatic. It's spectacular. I mean, where I work is phenomenal. And then you're building in like an old church, right? Yeah, Methodist Jeez. chapel, second floor. So psychedelic. It's like well, some voodoo in there. Well, no. it is. I tell you what happens though. I mean, I had got light that comes in through the side window uh, at about eleven o'clock, and then comes around to the front at twelve o'clock. At that point, if it's a sunny day, I cannot see a pencil mark on the instrument because the w workshop is absolutely flooded with light. It's phenomenal. It's too much light. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah. It's almost like that. It's almost like a heavenly visitation at that point. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, I have a there's an international silversmith below who's uh, who's, who's incredible. Neat. The work yeah. is phenomenal. 
and um, hopefully there'll be an artist opposite me uh, later on in the year if that unit becomes free and my wife gets it. So. Ah, what, what does your wife do? Oh, she, she, Painter? She, she, she runs the business. She runs me. Well, yeah, naturally, but you said an artist. <laughs> my wife runs me too, but... I know, it's good, isn't it? You don't have to think. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Exactly. <laughs> that's my secret. The best thing. Um, hey, um, Aaron, can we get you to come over here and switch places with sure. Corey since I have the mic set up over um, here? Helen is... Um, she's... Uh, trained as an art drama English teacher and then we had children never picked up a paintbrush after then so she's going back to college to do a degree in art Why oh, not? very cool so um, it's going to be fun isn't it dear I wish I'm not saying anything <laughs> now this is what I envisage a Hawaiian to look like and a Hawaiian to actually yeah it's going to look good Oh, I yeah. wish I could say that was me just playing right now, but no. So what I like is this is a big guy kind of looks kind of tough and he's just picking up, just playing it gently and stroking it. Yeah, super cool. sound to it you know yeah I thought so too so so last night I um, I went on uh, your website to find out more about you because I mean we have just corresponded a handful of times and yeah. a half inch inside the lake wasn't looking for those uh, okay, <laughs> right, okay. but uh, there was a video of you getting interviewed by the BBC and there was something that you said that I was like, wait. Uh, about what? the uh, ladies of the night. Oh, wait, wait. I, I wrote it down. Oh, here so we go. Like, here I we can, go. I, I can. You said, they used to call me in Hawaii the prostitute yep. because I did it more often and I did it better. Yep. So explain. Um, I've had this conversation with your father. When we started in 1994, CNCs weren't part of the scene. Um, Kamaka had a captive market here um, they didn't have the, any quality control um, the instruments sounded fantastic but they didn't look very good um, Maui Music with Peter Liebman had the same problems with quality control and those are the words that Collier quoted me one day I said, well, you know, what's the interest in these and that's exactly what he said now he's got a British sense of humour they're not my words. So. Yeah, that's what struck me because I was like, there is no Hawaiian that would say, you know, or, yeah. or local person. Yeah. Just because that's not our our no. form of flattery, uh, <laughs> if you will. You know, 
Well, maybe between me and Noah, but I mean, nobody well, knows. You, you, you got, you got <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It seems like a stretch. Like you got to remember, I phoned him up one day, and they had that horrible uh, crash in the Everglades where that thing went down. He said, "Do you hear what they're they're, they're saying in the uh, in the Everglades on Crocodile Sister and other or Alligator?" Says, "Don't think much of this airline food." <laughs> you know, that, that's the sort of that's the sort of humour that Collier had. Dry British humor, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's really awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> and, trust and that, me, that, it doesn't it doesn't offend me. And but that's where that but quote I think comes, like that's where that quote comes it, from. It like kind of shocked me because like there's a lot of like amazing builders over here. Now there is. Now there well, is. Well, yeah, I mean, who, but maybe who, who, he didn't know about him. Like who was I mean, there at the time? Well, Koalau, they've been doing it over 20 yeah. years, yeah. and and it's it's always been. I mean, you know, my dad was building mandolins and guitars before that, but um, this is. Um, they've they've always been at a really high caliber, but um, that was his view. I mean, you know. I, well, right, right, right. And I yeah. can't qualify it. Um, but I mean, you might want to like adjust that. your your quotes for yeah, you know, people because. Well, I, I regret saying it um, because I know that it's not true, um, but unfortunately, it's a hook line, isn't it? And so I said to the CBS guy, I said. You're not going to ask me about that, are you? And he said, I am. I said, don't ask me about it. He said, but I'm going to. So I got no control over what happened now. I didn't want him to put it in. It was just. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to come to Hawaii. Yeah. And you're getting to see like a number of different well, builders. I, and I had known I had known about your dad and, and stuff like that, but not then. It was about 1998, I think it was the very first time. I kind of was able to access a website right, right. And, and, and see what you guys are doing. So I had no knowledge and I had to take on board what Collier said to me. I just didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. So because, am I, because you know, otherwise there would have been a fight afterwards. Uh, no, no, not at all. But lost. I mean, Look at that guy over there. <laughs> I, I don't hardly get offended, but you know, I think the thing is like hmm. Hawaiians have been dealing with it for years as far yeah. as like white people being like, we do yeah. stuff better than you. That's why they originally yeah. put the Made in Hawaii stamp on the back of all their ukuleles and, you know, yeah. take a lot of pride in, in what they do. And there was many years where Kamaka carried it where there wasn't anybody, you know, hmm. um, and so I don't know. It's just it well, it, it, it could be a touchy thing, yeah. but I I see where you're coming from and you're quoting. Yeah. And so I was like, who's? But Collier, it it, it does make sense. It, you ma know? it makes sense. And I mean, um, he's got a dry sense of humor. Um, he he was championing me. I think he was trying to make me feel good about myself. I might have been phoning him on a day when things weren't going right. You know, it's it's all all of that. It's a quote from the time. You've got to look back to 1994. Um, when things were were different, and he was having a struggle with quality, which is why he came to me. I have no idea why he didn't go to you. Um, well, no, I mean it's not that. It's it's just that um, it, the interview was from like last year. So mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta you, you can't now that you've been to Hawaii, you've seen more of them and stuff. Things it's change, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you know, um, I hadn't seen your ukuleles before. You just came and, and showed us this. And now I have like a ton of respect for what you do and would be glad to support it with, you know, what we do mm -hmm. and, and, and um, part of it, you know, without any strings attached, we're, we're not getting this ukulele as far as I know. And we're not, um, you know, I Brian Tolentino's already said that he's taken. Yeah, I mean, thing, we'll, so. we'll, we'll <laughs> definitely uh, be happy to buy ukuleles from you. But I mean, this, you know, this. Uh, video and podcast isn't with you know any sort of ulterior motive partially it's because 
I want to promote you because I've, I've here and there, you know, I don't have that much time to just browse all day, but I've seen you uh, give resources to the community and to people that want to build and seen you be active in forums and YouTube and doing what you do, which, um, and I think like giving uh, always comes back, you know, not like it's the reason for doing it, but um, that's partially like, you know, why I want to show people, you know, with within our customer base and our followers, um, this builder from the UK that's been doing it for many years and and is uh, completely on point as far as I can tell. Well, one of the things which I, I, I want to get out there is that I believe that unless you give, you cannot get. And you have to leave this world a better place than when you came into it. And the only way that I can do that is to share the gift I have. And that gift comes from God for me. It could be on somebody else for somebody else. And um, he's expecting me to share it. And one day I'm going to have to account to him for that. I agree. And if I can't hold my head up and say, look, I came to this earth and, and with all these gifts and uh, I made it a better place, are you happy with that? I would expect him to say yes. And things like uh, you know, not fully understanding what's happening in here in Hawaii. I just don't, you know, I've come here raw, not knowing what's going on. I'm getting a better insight and I had to come. I had to know what's going on here. I had to know. Know why I have to pay through the nose for code, and it's everybody else doing it. And yes, I, yes, you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, we are. You, you, you it's know. not some conspiracy that yeah, we you know, and like charge you can feel that, can't you? You know, you can feel that when you're removed from it. You're thinking, why is it costing me so much? Yeah, like maybe you know, everybody go down the road here has the chopped down a tree, to, and yeah. yeah, you know, and and it was something that Chuck said. You know, he, he said, you know, I'm I'm not buying it anymore because I can't afford it. And you know, that is one of the saddest things that. If a builder cannot afford the best materials, how can he possibly honor? No, but there's a lot of good tone woods. I mean, um, there's, you, you know, like you you built most of your career with other woods other than oh, Koa. Yeah. And you know that oh, yeah. you can build a sonorous, you know, beautiful looking as well instrument. Well, Martin Simpson's piece was uh, made in Macore. Um, we've made the Myrtle, which we get from Les. Mm. Um, I'm buying um, black walnuts at the moment. Claro walnut figured a gun stock quality, you know, um, for uh, a new range of instruments which Tommy making is going to be a Howlett Zegan spec ukulele rather than a Pete Howlett ukulele. Um, so uh, more of that to come. But um, it's to give Tommy an opportunity to actually show his skills um, more on the instrument within lay work and uh, and stuff like that. So yeah. So yeah, well, listen, Pete. I would, I would love to show more of your instruments in the future. So, um, you know, let's let's try to make that happen. And we're going um, to have a meal, so maybe we can talk about some stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. It's about dinner time. Can I just say, you guys, yeah, thank you so much for welcoming me into your lives. Um, you made me cry when you play my instrument. It's, it's one of the things that you don't get as a maker is in in, in the UK is is to be able to have somebody show the dynamic range of the instrument and Tommy can do this but it's to hear a Hawaiian playing my Hawaiian my idea of a Hawaiian saying this sounds authentic so mahalo you guys you guys can go on to petehowlett.uk or petehowlettukulele.com okay petehowlettukulele.com and um, this is just one of a handful of different styles 
um, and a, a lot of interesting things there to look at. Like I said, he has courses. If you want to make your own ukulele and uh, be able to tell people this uke you're playing was made by you, that's an option too. Um, and we want to wish you safe travels and a warm aloha from Hawaii. Thank you very much, guys. Love you guys. Thanks. Aloha.